is Pentecost Sunday. Can you sound like some Pentecostals? Come on. Have we got any Pentecostals in the house? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. You know, I remember the first time I met a Pentecostal. It was my sister-in-law. And I wasn't filled in the Holy Spirit, actually. I wasn't born again yet. And she really used to get on my goat because she used to say, praise the Lord for everything. I mean, it didn't matter what it was. She'd be, she'd be saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And I just think, far out. Do you have to praise Him for everything? She did. She was actually my first encounter with a real Pentecostal. And you know the thing I loved about it, what, what, what really got to me was I knew that she was saying praise the Lord from her whole being. Like there was nothing religious about it, nothing stodgy about it, nothing legalistic about it. It was just she was praising God with everything that she had. Amen. Really, really, I found it really intriguing that someone could praise God for everything. Amen. No matter how small, how big, she praised God for everything. She recognised that He was in everything. She saw Him in everything good and praised Him for it. Isn't that amazing? I think we need to be like that. Amen. Lord, open our eyes to how wonderful You are. Amen. Glory to God. Open our ears to your marvelous ways, Lord. Give us eyes to see, Lord. Amen. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, flood this place this morning. That we would see and know Jesus like never before. Amen. Who's hungry for encounters with God? Man, you have to be able to have an encounter with God on Pentecost Sunday, surely. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Thanks, Josh. What did you just think, Josh? Is he? Oh, thank you, Father. Thank our worship team. They do an awesome job. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any of you have a really good time with Jesus this morning? I mean, really early. I actually didn't want to come to church this morning. I was having too good a time. <laughs> I knew I'd have a good time here, but you know, hey, isn't it wonderful that he's with us and he's in us continually? He never goes anywhere. And all we have to do is be aware of His presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just be aware that He is with you and in you. Amen. And you'll always have something to celebrate. Him. Him. That was a terrible admission. I do love being with everybody. If you're sitting next to someone, why don't you just put a hand on them and say, more, Lord, it's Pentecost Sunday, for goodness sake. More. 
More, more, more. Come on, He wants us to lighten up, literally lighten up. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Oh, I've got about five minutes. Wonderful. Bless the Lord. Let's see how we can get through this. Acts 1, verse 5. You knew I was going to go there, didn't you? Okay, amplified version. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Introduced into the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I just sort of get a vision when I say that you shake someone's hand, introduced into, like you just step into one another. Oh, how good is that? You know, when you shake someone's hand, well, it doesn't stop there. You just step into each other and become one. Become one with God, introduced into the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, that happened when you were born again, baptized and baptized in the Holy Ghost. But we know we need to have an awareness of the fact that we actually, when we were introduced to him, we were introduced into him. We stepped into one another so that we would do life together. And what he wants to do, and I'm believing, I tell you, I got my faith out for it this morning, that that actually becomes a reality to us. That we are not alone, that we actually live and move and have our being in God. That's not something you aspire to. That's something that you awaken to. That's something to awaken to, change our lives forever. The life of God stepped into us and we stepped into His life when we were introduced into the Holy Spirit. That verse has changed forever for you. Glory to God. And if you think it hasn't, it will because I've just declared it over you. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Do you know you can shout in this place because it's Pentecost Sunday and we don't have to hide that. You know, you've been given permission. Woo. Acts 1 verse 8. You shall receive power, ability, efficiency and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. You shall be. You know, we've got to get this word in context of now. Amen? This is actually, he's speaking about you and me. This is how it is. Turn to someone and say, this is how it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're being awakened to it. You can say that too. So we're being awakened to this truth today. Amen? Hallelujah. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Now what these two scriptures do, they mention three things. Let's have a look at them, what they are. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power and you will be witnesses. I love the word will. You know, when Jesus spoke that, he said, you will, you will. Turn to someone else and say, you will, you will. Amen. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power and you will be witnesses. And guess what? They were. 
Amen? They were, because when they heard him speak, faith was deposited in their hearts. Their hearts were open to hear the word of God. Amen? They heard it and they believed it about themselves. That same word is being spoken over you and your spirit believes it. Amen. And when you come into agreement with that, with your spirit, what your spirit is hearing, when you say, amen, bring your soul into alignment with it, you too will experience what they experienced. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new day. Hallelujah. So first up we see we'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That word baptized in the Greek means complete submersion. That doesn't mean to say you're just dipping your toe in. Amen? Complete submersion. When you see someone baptised in water, it is complete submersion for a reason. That's what he's saying here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. We are introduced into the Holy Spirit. Already been there, went before myself. Hallelujah. Because you know what? He wants us submerged He wants us immersed. He wants us saturated with the Holy Spirit so that we live a life in the overflow. You see, the overflow, the overflowing life of God, we live in the overflow. You know, it's not like I was thinking about when I was meditating on this part of, wow, you know, like you have to go into the petrol station to get filled up. God wants us filled up continually. Amen. Not running on empty, but filled up. He wants us in the overflow. Oh, glory to God. You know, when we're in the overflow individually, people in our lives cannot help to be affected. You know, those people that you are concerned about, your children, yeah, your loved ones, your family. You know, you, you may have huge concerns right now. You know, all you need to do is get soggy, get immersed, get in the overflow. And when you're in the overflow, you cannot help but spill out over everybody who is around you. Your joy becomes contagious. Your peace becomes contagious. Glory to God. Amen. Healing virtue becomes contagious. Why? Because you're in this sphere. Of influence. You see, so what you can do is start ditching your woes, ditching your fears, ditching your cares, ditching your anxieties, get filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, and start living. Sorry, just get up here. I thought I'd just get up here for a little while. Pentecost Sunday. Come on. Woo! Ephesians 5:18, it says there be being filled. It's continual. He says, don't get drunk with wine, it's only going to ruin your life. But be being filled, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said, so why is she so noisy? Why do people get so noisy when they praise God? Doesn't, don't they know that he's not deaf? <laughs> Doesn't, don't they know that they can hear his whisper? Don't they know that they, he can hear their thoughts? Well, when you're in the overflow, guess what? Like the psalmist said, I cannot be silent. I cannot be silent. 
Something's going on in the inside of me and I cannot be silent. Amen? Hallelujah. Not hard to witness or to be a witness when you can't be silent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he's saying the second thing. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He says, you will receive power. Now that word power is the word dunamis and it comes from the word dynamite, which means explosive power. (laughs) Is anyone feeling powerless? You're believing a lie. Because the truth says that when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are filled with dynamite power. They get the word dynamite from it. Explosive power lives on the inside of you. Someone says, I don't feel like it is. God's saying, well, praise God for that because you might feel like you're blowing up. (laughs) Amen? That power on the inside of you was meant to release. Glory to God. It's that power that the woman with the issue of the blood, blood, when she touched Jesus, he sensed virtue or power go out of him. It's that same word, power, dunamis. And Jesus knew he sensed that power was released from him at the same time. That same word, dunamis. And he turned around and said, who touched me? Power just went out of me. Hallelujah. You see, she made a demand on it. Do you know the power of God is on the inside of us? It's time we made a demand on it. It's time that we stop looking at our own works, what we do, what we didn't do, what we should have done or what we could do in the flesh and start to look at the power of God that's on the inside of us and believe that when we lay hands on the sick, something's going to happen. Amen? Amen. Come on. Third, you shall be witnesses. A witness is one who produces evidence and proof. We see that happen in Acts 4.33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. They were bringing a demonstration. Amen. A demonstration of that dunamis power. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. They were filled to overflowing. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they were spilling out everyone, everywhere. And they were doing exactly the same thing that Jesus did. We see here in Romans 8.11, the scripture says, New King James Version, it says, But if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. This isn't a question asking if he, if, he, if he does. He was speaking to the church who were filled in the Holy Spirit. But he says, if he dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. That same life is flowing through your body. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we're to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. We're to receive power. We are to be witnesses. We see in 1 Corinthians 2, um, New King James Version again, verse 5, it says, And my speech and my preaching. And my speech and my preaching 
were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. If you're looking for human wisdom this morning, you won't find it. It's a much higher wisdom. He's saying, I was speaking from a higher place. I was speaking from a higher perspective. Yeah? But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. In other words, he's saying, my words bring a demonstration. Because the Spirit of God was moving in him. And heavenly wisdom was being released as it is even now. See, God just wants to get our believers up. You know, raise the water of belief. Yeah? Amen. Someone says, I believe. Well, Lord, help my unbelief. We need to believe this. We need the Holy Spirit to help us believe. We need spirit of wisdom and revelation to help us believe this. Why? Because the world's life depends on it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We see in Mark 16, verse 20, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. That word there, uh, signs in the Greek means wonders and miracles. Anyone up for some wonders and miracles? You know, sometimes right in the middle of a preach, I feel like people get people just to stand up. You know, just do something to respond. Is anyone looking forward to seeing some wonders and some miracles? Hey! Yes! Come on! Yes! Bless the Lord. I did, we didn't get a bad percentage up. Next time we'll go for the lot of you. <laughs> the Lord working with them. He was doing it. They were just stretching forth their hand and he was in them like a glove. He, yeah, he used them like a glove. Glory to God. They were not alone. The Lord was working with them. The Lord is working with us. If we can get anything today, can we just get the fact that he is working with us? That he is with us? He is working through us. Hallelujah. (laughs) And he needs our bodies to be healthy and strong so that he can walk this earth. He needs our bodies to be healthy and strong so that he can walk this earth, on this earth, through you. You see, spirit needs to live in flesh. For Jesus to live on the earth today, he needs to live through the church. So he needs us to be healthy and strong so that he can live through us. He needs you healthy and strong. You want to be, how much more does he want you to be? That's why he took your diseases and your sicknesses on the cross of Calvary so that you can walk sickness-free, so that he can walk this earth through you and do what he wants to do through you. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. He brings that same demonstration through us. Hallelujah. Pentecost was a celebration of Jesus' victory and Satan's defeat. Whoa, yes, 
Sorry I'm so excited today. Not sorry. Come on. Wouldn't it be terrible if the only thing that we had to apologise for was our enthusiasm? Amen. (laughs) What did Satan see on the day of Pentecost? On that day he witnessed his greatest nightmare, guys. What did he see? He saw the birth of a new race of people, a new race of believers. He saw kings and priests empowered to stand against him. He saw the beginning of the New Testament church. He saw an army. I'm going to have to read this because I've got all the time. Yes, 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 yes. An army. <laughs> you know, he should worry when we wake up. Have you heard that? Hear it again. Because we are actually armed and dangerous. We just need to understand that we are. We shouldn't dread another day. We shouldn't dread getting up another day. Amen. I said we shouldn't open our eyes and say, oh God, no, it's another day. No, we should, oh, hallelujah, there's a new day. I'm armed and dangerous. Amen. Bless the Lord. He saw people recreated in the image of Jesus. He saw more ones just like Jesus. It was his greatest nightmare. We see in 1 Corinthians 2, we see it tells us that if Satan had have known what was going to happen when he crucified the Lord of glory, he never would have done it. People think he knows everything. No, 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 no. He never would have done it. Why? Because the church, Christ within the hope of glory, was a mystery that was hidden to only be revealed to the church. Wow. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, sister. Hallelujah. His plan was to bring us into his glory. Immerse us, baptize us into him, that the two become one. Satan crucified him. But the scripture said the seed was planted. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we go there? We will go there. John, go to John 12 with me. I'm going to the Passion Translation. This is marvellous. This scripture is marvellous. I just had a total, whoa, session. And I've read it many times. But I had another one of those sessions. And I pray that you have it this morning with me. That you join with me and this Scripture impacts you as it did I. John 12, verse 24. And he replied to them, Now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified. You could sit on that. There's no better time but now for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen? Let me make this clear. This is Jesus speaking. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat all because one grain died. If Satan had a knew what was going to happen when he crucified Jesus, he never ever would have entered into that. Amen? If it dies, it will bring forth a great rebirth. That's what that scripture is actually saying. If it dies, it will bring forth a great rebirth. 
Hallelujah. Or soul saved or born again. Hallelujah. You see, we weren't born again into a belief system. We were born again into a place where we died. We were crucified with Christ. Scripture says, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Galatians 2.20, in the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that right? Bless the Lord. Well, we actually enter into that. We enter into that death and we are now here. Our purpose is to live for someone else and what an amazing life that is. Hallelujah. What a great purpose. Hallelujah. Christianity is not a belief system. It's all about relationship. We go down now to verse 25, 28 to 28, Passion Translation. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. Guys, if all we're concerned about is our life and pampering our life, we miss out on true life. If all we're concerned about is our needs, our wants, our must-haves, our dreams, we're here to fulfill His. We're here to fulfill His dream. We're to fulfill His vision. And if we're here trying to fulfill our own, we're actually, this scripture is saying, we are missing out on real life. We're missing out on life. We're missing out on life as God knows it. We're missing out on Zoe, which means life as God knows it. Yeah. Holy Spirit, help me with this. But no one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself. Sorry, but the one who detaches his life from this world. Someone say, that's me. That's me. I didn't say it loud enough. And abandons himself to me. He says, abandons himself to me, Jesus, will find true life and enjoy it forever. When can this start? Can we do some abandoning today? Is true life worth abandoning the lower life for? That's what he's saying. It's what I'm offering you today. Yeah? Hallelujah. If you want to be my disciple, follow me and you will go where I am going. And you truly will follow me as a disciple. And if you truly follow me as a disciple, so I want to get through so much, I'm falling out my words. The Father will shower his favour upon your life. Does anyone need a shower of blessing? This is Jesus speaking. Anyone? Oh, does anyone here want a heavenly shower? He's just saying abandon their stuff. Just abandon the stuff. Abandon the stuff that you're actually living for. Abandon the stuff that you're actually living for. We need to do a little bit of a, you know, like a checklist. 
Yeah? Just abandon that stuff that you're living for and begin to live for me. It's very quiet here. Verse 27, even though I am torn within. See, Jesus is experiencing, he was tempted in all ways, but without sin. He was torn within, and we can be torn within. And my soul is in turmoil. There's stuff that we might not want to abandon. I will not ask the Father to rescue me from this hour of trial. For I have come to fulfill my purpose. Does anyone else want to fulfill their purpose? Is that what your heart's desire is? You know that you're living, you're living a much lesser life than you're called into. You know greater things. You're called to greater things. Is that right? Hallelujah. To offer myself to God. He said the greater thing is to offer myself to God. This is the born again experience. A life for a life. Real brave preaching here today. But it's time for an awakening church. Hallelujah. Father, bring glory to your name. And then suddenly a booming voice was heard from the sky. I have glorified my name and I will glorify it through you again. And how is God going to glorify himself again today? In this time that we're living in, he'll glorify himself through us. Amen. He said, I have glorified my name and I will glorify it through you again. He's talking to the ones that are just like him. Crucified, born again and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes people don't want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because they're afraid of being um, not in control. We can be afraid of not being in control. If we truly give our lives to God, we will no longer be in control. But if we truly want to have a really good look at our lives, how much do we see us falling short of what is actually being offered to us? Yeah? Because in losing, we actually gain. And when we gain, we see how much the things that we lost are so insignificant. Yeah, somebody's going to join in on that. Come on. Come on. Come on. But we choose, we choose if we follow him, a single grain, the single grain here is Jesus Christ, who is to be offered up as a sacrifice for our sins on the cross. He dropped into the ground as a grain of wheat to bring forth a great harvest. The notes in the Passion Translation says, this parable given to Philip and Andrew was meant to be Jesus' reply to the requests of the non-Jewish seekers to see Jesus. Christ's answer was, they will see me through you. As you follow me, you will also experience the dying and birthing experience. The harvest amongst the nations will come as we follow Jesus where he goes. He died. 
I've been crucified with Christ. He was baptized and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he was filled with his power. This same person of the Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus instructed the disciples to wait for. Oh, hallelujah. What else did Satan see on the day of Pentecost? He saw spirit-filled believers receive eternal life, and we have it now. Take it now. He saw the power of the Holy Spirit enter into them. He saw tears turn into joy. He saw fear and doubt turn into faith, love, and freedom. He saw the defeated and oppressed empowered with the power over all its works. He saw prisoners set free, empowered to fulfil their destiny. Amen. Someone say, I am free. Hallelujah. He saw the righteousness of God become a reality in people. Hallelujah. Alive on the inside. And he began to see people do the same things. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ was crucified for doing. That's so weak. Can you just celebrate that for a minute? That's what he saw. That's what he saw. He saw people, multitudes of them, doing exactly what Jesus Christ was crucified for doing. Mm. Come on. That's what he saw. That's what he saw. And he began to see people do the same thing. And he's seeing them do the same thing today. But God wants to see more. He wants to use you and he wants to use me. Glory to God. John 14, verse 12 through to 17. Most assuredly, he's saying truly, I'm speaking the truth to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, anyone believe in him, he says the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father and whatever I ask my Father, in my Father's name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper. Who is that? The Holy Spirit. That he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Oh! Oh! What Satan saw, Satan saw the apostles, the works that they did in Acts. They went forth and healed the sick, raised the dead. They were performing miracles in the name of Jesus. It was his worst nightmare. Aren't you looking forward to being his worst nightmare? Do you know what? A sleeping church is not his worst nightmare. That's why he's bombarding you with everything right now to keep you asleep, to keep you so caught up in all the stuff, right? That that's where your focus is. Oh. You know, this can seem a little bit unloving. I don't mean it to be. It actually is love. It's a passion to see you fulfill your destiny. Yeah? It's a passion to see you fulfill your purpose. 
the passion in my heart is to raise sons and daughters. And sons and daughters are what all creation is waiting for and groaning for the manifestation of. Amen? Amen. To bring this world into order. Yeah? Give it a try. I tried it on my pugs. I'm actually, you know, I was, I was meditating on this. My, my pugs, people in this congregation have met my pugs. I love my pugs. Don't say anything bad about my pugs. They can get really excited. And yesterday, Tim, I didn't tell you this. But they were going to go on one of their little... They have a competition as to who can squeal the loudest. And they actually face off. They actually do. They sort of rear up and face off with one another. Who can squeal the loudest? And they started in the lounge room and I was in the Word and I just said, peace, be still. And they shut up. How good is that? They shut up. It's a miracle. That is a miracle. That's what all creation is groaning for. For that to happen. You're giving me the hint to stop. I've got so much here I could go on. But I... Yeah, yeah, I know there's a few of you that... You can bring the children in. Jesus, help me with this. One John four four says, "Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world." Acts nineteen says, "Satan saw special miracles done through the hands of Paul." What did Satan hear on the day of Pentecost? He heard a new language, a form of communication, and praise as people were filled with the Holy Spirit spirit and began to speak in other tongues a language you'd never heard before you know while I was meditating on this I'm so glad I came here because the Holy Spirit said to me if he can get a hold of your tongue he can steer your life in the direction that he wants to take you Into places, this is prophetically what he said to me, to say to you. To take you to places that you've never dreamt possible. Yeah? Some of you, this is what he spoke to me. He said, some of you are not using your heavenly language. And that is why you are stuck. You're stuck. You're finding yourself not moving forward. He said, this is why you are not moving forward. This is why you are stuck. He said, get your tongues moving and it'll be like you put your foot on the accelerator. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And what's going to happen if you put your foot on the accelerator and you begin to pray in other tongues... Right? You'll start eating your blessing. Yep. 
I'm going to finish up in Acts 2, 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as, as of fire. And one sat on each one of them. And they were all, someone say all, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. What does that mean? The Spirit of God started speaking through them. The Spirit of God started praying through them. Amen. What does that mean? God prays for you. Anyone need God to pray for them? Anyone, anyone over trying to think of what to pray to get their breakthrough? He's saying, well, give me a go. Just give me a go. Just give me a go at praying for you. Amen? Hallelujah. And watch things begin to accelerate in your life. It's almost like what they're going to do is, have you ever seen something bogged in the mud? Does anyone feel bogged? You must, some, some people here must feel bogged because Holy Spirit told me that they were bogged. One Corinthians fourteen two. Yep. Okay. For the whole, he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, the spirit is in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He's speaking directly with God to God. Plans are being unfolded, and as you pray in the spirit, you'll start to interpret it because God will show you what He's doing. One Corinthians fourteen four. He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He builds himself up. He strengthens himself. We need in the strength. Jude 20, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm not asking you if you can pray in tongues. I'm asking you if you do. If you do. Amen. Well, you can all be standing if you would. Jesus said that he can't put wine New wine and an old wineskin. We need to be born again, recreated as a child of God. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. When we do, we receive the fullness of God. We receive the fullness of God and we receive His ministry. We receive His ministry. We become His ministry. He begins to minister through us. If Satan had knew that it would have happened, he never would have done what he did. Amen. He comes and He empowers us to speak. And it says, they began to speak. Holy Spirit empowered them. As with everything else, guys, in the kingdom of God, we do this by faith. Someone say, fill me with your spirit, Lord. Till all the world would see. Not me, but Jesus only, shining out through me. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to ask you all to join me here. If you'd all, I don't know if everyone's born again here. I don't know if every one of us have given our lives to Jesus. I know I have, but I don't know. 
I don't know how yielded we are. I don't know whether people have entered into a belief system, but not into a relationship. So if I'm speaking to you today, maybe, maybe you'd feel like you're backslidden and you know, the reality of the new creation has lost, left you. I, I don't know where everybody is, but I'd ask that you join me right now, if you would. Online today, people online, join us. Amen. There's no distance in the spirit. Your lives can be touched and affected too. Just say with me, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died on the cross for me. That He was raised from the dead for me. I receive that truth today. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I declare Jesus is my Lord. And Father, I desire the fullness, everything that you want for me. Father, I ask you for the Holy Spirit in the fullness. I ask for his ministry to fill me to overflowing. Lord, I believe in being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm being filled with my heavenly language. Because Jesus said that those that follow me will speak in new tongues. I believe it and I receive it in Jesus' name. I am filled with your Spirit, Lord. I yield myself to my supernatural language. I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now I'm going to ask you all to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to ask every one of you to just boldly begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Into your microphone. Those of you that have never spoken in tongues before, those that you have never prayed in the Holy Spirit before, just lean into one word. It's not going to make sense to your mind. Just lean in and yield to the Holy Spirit. Just yield to Him right now and begin to pray in the Spirit of God. Don't worry if people can hear you because they can. Just don't worry about it. Feel, Lord. Feel. Feel. 
Some of you have got the foot on the accelerator right now. Just keep going. Surely, 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 goodness and mercy are running you down now. They're running after you. Rosti bikite helebrete anodola karita or amrando sholoriki destinide teste. Or abrando, you can't pray in tongues with your mouth shut. Or abrando sholoriki dites e sente de ete corototo. Or amrando sholoriki alambre diste. Or abrando o shoda de cliste ne bete. Or abrando sholoriki leta de nobronto. Come on, Bresta, it's Pentecost Sunday. O shekane di di sete. It's day of Pentecost. Alaba shanda do croto do so. Oramanaba, orima, cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit who's accelerating blessing, who's accelerating you into the plan of God right now. Orablando sholori karite, anablesta nidishe dedikete, orablando sholori kitestinimete, into your destiny, into your destiny, into the plan. Orablando sholori karite, oh, the church is coming alive. Oh, come on, nidishe. The church is rising up. The church is coming alive. The church is cooperating with the operation of the Holy Spirit. Someone give him a shout. Oh, so what's happening is that that's your own personal tongue which edifies you and builds you up and allows God to pray for you through you. Allows God to unravel the plan. Puts the foot on the accelerator so you end up right where He wants you to be. You're going to see doors of favour and blessing open to you as you lean in and pray in the Holy Ghost as a lifestyle that you never thought was possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's almost like He's given you so much and it's just sitting there idle. It's like this treasure chest that's been given to you and, and, and it's there and no one's using it. No one's using it. But God says, I want you to use it. Go to my Scriptures and see how powerful it is for you. You're speaking out the mysteries of God, the things that have been hidden for you because, man, if you knew what He had planned for you, your words of doubt and unbelief would be stout against you. He needs you to pray in the Spirit. Oh, come on. There's healing in the atmosphere here right now. He needs you well to fulfil your destiny. Hallelujah. Now you now this is your own personal prayer language. There's three different types of tongues, you know, like when the script people get, oh, do all speak in tongues? Yes, they do. They edify themselves. There's a personal prayer language. There's also a tongue which actually is speaking in an, an unknown uh, speaking like say, Brandon, you you if if you could only speak Italian, right? If you could only speak Italian, then there's a tongue that God uses that causes me to speak in Italian so that you can hear a word from Him. That's the second one. And there's a third one. And that is a tongue that is used in the corporate anointing for an interpretation corporately. Right? And we've blown the time. 
and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But the bottom line is, now there is a tongue and this is what happens. Some people do all interpret, not all interpret corporately. Right, but, but Robert carries a gift of interpretation. There's others that do as well. So when you hear me, I'd just like to explain this. But I know that I have now a tongue that God wants me to speak so that Robert will interpret it. Okay? And so I'm going to do that right now. Oribrando shololi calambori teste, olamante elesente calemba brosto, holi macrosto e shenda bakite na balesta, orimanto shabike and a bresta no grote, holi bacanda bristesta na maria tasso, oribrando shololi cambande le beleste ne bede costo no brocriste, a brestando oribracrianda. Do you know that every one of us was not born just of flesh and blood, but we were born of the Spirit. We were born and made for the purposes of God. Everyone in this room, all of us, and the purposes of God need to be manifest in our lives. As you pray in the Spirit, the plan of God that you don't know the details of begin to come out that you need them to come out to know what to do and where to go and how to live the life he's given you. Generally, you know, generally, you know, but everything has already been written about the things that he's planned for each one of us. And I'll tell you, it is, there are plans for good and plans for a future, plans for hope, plans for blessing. And you need to have them released and bring them out because you're the one where they come through. It's you have to connect with God to bring them out. He's waiting, he's waiting, but he's waiting no longer because you are beginning to do it. And the sons and the daughters of God are manifest as you pray in the spirit, as you release the spirit of God in you, the fullness of God through you. The reason why you're here gets fulfilled. Bless the Lord. Amen. So can we just give God a shout? Hallelujah. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. We'd love to pray for you. Won't you just turn and bless someone? Yeah. Just bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you need prayer today, please come up and we, we will pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.